0: Welcome to the Infowars Network, or welcome to the Freedom Network, On the, uh, hosting the Infowars Network, uh, broadcasting on SiriusXM radio and on also terrestrial satellite networks, as well as across all social media platforms, such as Spotify.fm, and also, um, and also um, Anchor.fm, and also Podcast.com and also my cast and many, many more. Our podcast name, in case you missed a show on the FM dial in your area, if it's not in your area, or on satellite radio networks, when it comes on or airs. Our satellite podcast name, if you want to download us it, in your favorite browser, or just simply go to the search tab, and enter in top headlines, national and international news stories. That's how you write it. And thanks for spreading the word. Thanks for praying for me, and thanks for sharing the links. And share them on your social media. That way more people could be more educated about what's going on with America and also what's going on with the whole planet. This global new world agenda is a worldwide operation, clandestine operation, sponsored by the UN and also by by, uh, the United Nations and the Paris Accord Climate Initiative and the Green New Deal that's worldwide in scope. It's not just America's bills being signed, but it's also what they're doing across the globe on a global scale all right let's get to this and we'll be right back with with the show of sunday night live
1: have this experience with your own children. Feel free to call in. Anyone can call in throughout the entire show. This is Sunday Night Live, so that is the fun part. Is that you can um, be active participants in the show um, more so than regular. So the number is 1-877-789-2539. This show has been pre-recorded, so please do not
0: call the show. The show has my team to the doctor. It's not a
1: fun. It's like you almost have to prep them. Uh, but it is such scary times that we're living in. Obviously, we're adults, and we know that there's an attack on our values and there's attack on patriotism. But this attack on children from all fronts is just sickening and it's another to me, a sign of the end times and, and it's not gonna stand. So um, one of those things is we have got to be armed with discernment. There's so much information coming out, coming at us at all times and um, so much that we have to obviously deal with in our everyday lives. We're all struggling with gas prices and inflation and and some of you may have had to pick up an extra job. So on top of everything else, with on top of the news cycle going crazy and, and all of these things happening and these bills passing, you, we have to have discernment to sort it all out because some of the things that we even think are good might not necessarily be good you know we have to keep that open mind and, and you are tuned in because you have that open mind so you know I like to share a verse of the day and on this note um, I'm sharing Hebrews 4:12. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So that's from Hebrews 4.12, like I said. And if you want to have that discernment in all things to try and sort out all of this news that we're um, Faced with, then we need to be in the Word of God, and we need to be praying, and we need to make sure that we're in touch with the Holy Spirit. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit within you now, is the time to seek uh, Jesus um, again. If you're tuning in, you you know that things aren't right, and, and there's there's something that's just not lining up. And if you want the answer and you want the the absolute truth, you need to uh, seek Jesus, and, um, and and maybe this is this is His calling out to you right now. So. Um, on that note, uh, I had a kind of interesting experience a few weeks ago when I was in church, and um, I mean, I'm not like, we'll say a fanatical Christian, you know, I'm just like, an, I would say like an everyday Christian. Christian, you know, whatever. I guess we'll say conservative Christian. Um, But in church, we were really talking about the Holy Spirit living within us, and um, it just really struck me, you know, tapping into the Holy Spirit for discernment and and for guidance and for all of the confusion. I mean, it has not necessarily been an easy transition for me to go from something that I knew, being a news anchor in, in traditional media, and something that I had practiced for years and felt comfortable with and was even winning awards into, suddenly I'm plunged into this crazy I mean, here I am on the Alex Jones desk, like, what happened? <laughs> you know, like My life got turned upside down. And so it just, it can't be stressful. It, it's been a weird transition uh, in many ways. And I, I'm, I'm still kind of feel like sometimes fumbling along to figure out what exactly it is that I'm doing. Um, but in the church, I felt like this pressing, like, get on your knees for the prayer get on your knees for the prayer, you know? And, um, that's not something I would normally do in church, but, um, listening to the word of God, I did. And it was just like this flood of emotion when I got on my knees came on me. And I really felt like, um, a few like words popping out and they were surrender, um, and along that lines of, uh, of obedience, surrender, obedience and breakthrough. And, um, I don't know if that was like a message just meant for me, but I'm sharing it today because if it's for all of us, you know, uh, then I wanna be able to share it with you as well. You know, I think that the main things that we need to do is surrender, not obviously to our government, not obviously to uh, what is going on. We wanna fight in that that manner. But I think that we do need to surrender to um, the spiritual element and to what God is calling us to do and how to handle every situation and um, that we will have breakthroughs and that a breakthrough is coming, hopefully for me and my life, but for all of us. Um, so on that note, I want to kind of share a testimony of uh, a, a crazy God wink moment in my life. Um, We talk about preparedness and you have a lot of options even through the ImpaWars store to be prepared and and get some food and you know, um, we're friends of the show obviously of Mike Adams and and, um, the Health Ranger and he's always talking about like having assets and having things that can't be taken away. Well, in this transition of my life, I'm leasing a car, I'm renting a house and, and we really feel like we can't just be like, throwing this money away, right? So we'd been praying to have a situation where we could kind of um, own something, <laughs> right? And uh, we, I mean, we're we in Texas, we're in the Austin area, prices are out of control. I'm sure that you have even some situations around you that are like that. And um, it just wasn't like, how can we afford these insane prices with three children? Um, So we were looking at land in an outside county and we fell in love with this land and then sure enough, when we were just about to maybe make an offer, we get a call like, sorry, somebody's already made a lot an offer on the land and my husband particularly fell in love with the land and I just felt so heartbroken for him. And so I was praying about this situation and like, gosh, you know, I I thought we were going in this direction and it looks like it's taken away. And he at the time was at the land and put his hand hand on the stone and was like you know, I like, if if this is a closed door, okay, we'll we'll see. But, you know, I really was praying for this land. And then me, I do, I don't do anything crazy. I wish I did more, but I always try and do about like 20 minutes of of Bible reading a day. And I'm doing this like one year Bible thing that probably many of you have heard of, you know, you read certain passages, um, from Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms and Proverbs, um, each day for, um, a daily reading. And, and in doing that, you read through the Bible in a, year, a year in the day. So I'm praying about this and and feeling sad for him. And the, the verse that I read in just my daily reading was this, and it's from Psalm 37, 34. And it says, put your hope in the Lord, travel steadily along his path. He will honor you by giving you the land you will see the wicked destroyed. So um, what? <laughs> like I'm literally just moments before this praying for land. And and yes, I understand that in context, this wasn't um, specifically to me, but that is how God speaks to us. That's what I believe anyways, is that he's given us a, his word to speak to us. And here I am reading, he will give you the land. <laughs> I'm like, what? But they already have this other offer. What's, what's happening here? Um, long story short, we were able to get the land. So I just wanted to share that testimony. You know, we hear so much negative news and here's a positive thing that has happened. Um, And gosh, we have a long road ahead of us because, you know, now we got to look into the, you know, building on our our own with some help from church members. Um, But gosh, I just thought that was so cool and I had to share it. So um, on that note, I also wanted to share um, a dream I had and see if any of you can interpret it. <laughs> um, so I took my daughter to a, a, a sports tryout at her school. You know I've battled with the school. It's like full of evil demons, basically, is how I felt about it. You've seen probably the stories I've done on the pornography in the schools and stuff, and and I just feel like it's a battle that I can't walk away from, and so we're we're working through it and, and trying to um, to you know, fight the good fight well, like dealing with the school system. So I go in and I drop her off. I instantly get this bad vibe. Um, It's super early in the morning and I go back to my car. I'm super tired because it's super early in the morning and I'm praying against the evil I feel like I've just encountered, you know, like help my daughter do well, uh, help them not be mean to her because I got some bad vibes. And and then I fell asleep praying and I was um, in my dream, you know, because dreams are kind of vague you don't you remember but you don't remember all the details but I was being attacked and and the family our family was being attacked and um in the dream I every time I was like in the name of Jesus get away from me don't come near me then instant peace came throughout the dream but there was a part that very end of the dream before I woke up uh we were being attacked spiritually I like actual physical forces though in the dream and um, I was just about ready to say, in the name of Jesus, get it, you know, in that the, the authority that I have in him, in Christ, you know, depart from me. And um, my mouth was like sewn shut. I couldn't open it. And the feeling of terror of not being able to say, in the name of Jesus, was palpable. It was terrifying. I felt like I needed those key words to have the, the enemy depart from me. But my mouth, I couldn't open it. It was, It was like in the dream basically sewn shut. And so it was screaming it inside of my head right. in the dream. And eventually it, it was able to leave and, and I um but, and but I woke up like terrified. And then it was like almost time for my daughter to come back out. But I've been trying to think of like, what can this mean? Is it just like an allegory of the power of words and, and being able to speak the truth of Christ out loud and that we're dealing with so much censorship, we're dealing with so many people that wanna shut us down and shut us up, that wanna sew our mouth shut? Maybe, maybe it was just a weird dream. but interesting, to I know you guys are just so insightful every time I've had the privilege to sit here, especially on a Sunday night. Um, wondered if you had any thoughts on that. So um, I am, I do promise, getting to news. I just had so much I had to catch up on with y'all. So um, obviously Trump raid is in in the news. um, And while I wait and see uh, what's on the call board, which there's a lot already, um, I wanted to recap what we saw happen, how the media framed um, the whole uh, Trump raid situation. So let's go ahead and uh, take a look at the media malfeasance for the week. Clip number three. The big news this week, the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. Although fresh off redefining recession in addition to inflation, female, and vaccine, big media decides it doesn't like the word raid either.
2: I don't like that word.
1: You can watch the shift in real time. CNN's Rick Wilson. It was a beautiful raid, a perfect raid. MSNBC's Lawrence O'Donnell. There are 5.6 million Trump voters in Florida. A couple dozen showed up to wave flags and get on TV in front of his home after the FBI raid. Raid. But then VP Kamala Harris's former aide Simone Sanders pipes in, please stop calling it a raid. And Kayvon Avshari points out, MSNBC's Frank Figliuzzi says FBI agents do not like the term raid. Moments later, MSNBC updates their lower third to executes search warrant. Massive law enforcement response, nine and a half hours, 30 armed agents, and 12 boxes retrieved. Does that sound more like executing a search warrant or a raid? What do you think? RAID! Raid! According to Newsweek and Wall Street Journal, the Mar-a-Lago raid was sparked by an informant who knew where potentially classified documents were stored. So again, if they had probable cause to know exactly what they were looking for, why did the search take nine and a half hours? Why were no witnesses allowed? Eric Trump told the Daily Mail that the feds demanded the security cameras be turned off off, while they searched for the home for documents. Trump's lawyer, Christina Bobb, says she was kicked off the property and wasn't shown or given a copy of the search warrant. After TV talking heads foolishly challenged Trump to release a search warrant he reportedly didn't get a copy of, Judicial Watch and others demanded the warrant be unsealed. Yes, the same judge who signed off on the search warrant ordered it sealed. Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt is an Obama donor who Politico points out worked as a federal prosecutor until January 1st, 2008 when a day later he became a defense attorney representing employees of sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein. Speaking of Epstein, any clients arrested or raided yet? Just the trafficker? What's also a head-scratcher is Reinhart recused himself from the Trump-Clinton lawsuit citing concerns he couldn't be impartial, yet just six weeks later he saw no problem authorizing the FBI to raid Trump's home, according to just the news. True, no one should be above the law, the puppet chorus sings, but was the rule of law or precedent followed when FBI stormed Trump's residence?
3: Where was a similar rate on Hillary Clinton over her classified information, which we should point out. She had no right to unclassify because, you know, she didn't win the presidency. She was not president. Look, we uncovered the Clinton email scandal. She stole emails, including classified material from the White House, from the State Department. Uh, remember some of those materials were under subpoena at the time certainly when they were destroyed and then she lied about what she was doing in terms of destroying the records pretending that she was only uh... destroying uh... emails about her um, her, her daughter's wedding and yoga classes when in fact she had been trying to destroy classified information and still no raid. uh... and then on top of that you have presumptively criminal activity by as others have pointed out hunter biden in the custody now of the fbi that implicate this president of the united states and just a few weeks ago we were talking about here i'm sure you've been talking about the uh... fact that the fbi was caught trying to help hunter biden and Joe biden just before the election and that was just exposed a few uh... a week or two ago and now they're raiding trump's home I I tell you the FBI and the Justice Department uh can't be trusted and should be thoroughly reformed uh and frankly as far as I'm concerned uh, I don't think they're redeemable at this point.
1: Okay. And President Obama trucked 30 million pages of his administration's records to Chicago, promising to digitize them and eventually put them online. And yet, more than five years after Obama's presidency ended, the National Archives webpage reveals that zero pages have been digitized and disclosed according to the New York Post. So is this inequitable justice? But wait, Trump is a criminal. Well, I'm turning turning into the former president that had committed this many Provable criminal acts.
2: But what are the provable criminal acts? I guess.
4: <sighs> provable criminal acts. Well, I'm just I. I <clears throat> I'm done talking.
1: Mayor Garland, AG, that has weaponized the FBI against parents of school children. All right, let's pull out of it admit- right there. Uh, I just, uh, I'm seeing so many phone calls on the board. I want to make sure I can get to everything else. And that video can be found on my page on band.video. There it is. Big Media Takes Orwellian Directives. You can watch the whole thing there because um, I did pull out of it a little bit early to get to your phone calls. Now, um, I believe it's, let's see, Tove, Tove, Tove from Ontario, Canada has been waiting the longest, I believe when um, Owen was up here. So let's go to you in Ontario, Canada.
2: Oh, hello, Christy, how are you?
1: Good, I hope you're not disappointed. It's not Owen, it's it's the female. No, person. no, I,
2: actually, <laughs> I wanted to talk to you and congratulations on getting the land. The good guys won.
1: Yes, isn't it great? I mean, I have no idea what I'm in for next, but, you know, it's, just, it's really cool.
2: No, that's perfect. That's perfect. Anyway, uh, I was thinking about this, because I was going to talk about this with Owen, but uh, I think it was one of your shows. Were you talking about the group or the Club of 300?
1: The Club of 300?
2: Yeah, maybe it wasn't you. Maybe it was, uh, um, what's your name? <laughs> anyway. The reason, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because uh, the, the Club of 300 appoints the president, or at least, it's a, I don't know if you, you watch or listen to uh, Jeff Rents' radio show.
1: I'm not familiar.
2: Okay, anyways, it was a doctor from 1994 anyway, like a, a university doctor. And he was talking about how there's these groups, these hidden groups, that kind of like pick the president, like uh, Jimmy Carter. Oh, I because believe of it. <laughs> way he, right? Because they picked him because he had three nervous breakdowns and he would be controllable. Mm.
1: Because
2: he was a really pathetic president. Yeah. Anyway, my point is this. is What's scary is I don't think you guys are going to get to a midterm election. There's no way because it's too obvious that the Republicans would wipe them out. So I think there's going to be a martial law. I think all this is trying to provoke, like, what happened at Mar-a-Lago last week. Mm -hmm. It's trying to provoke, like, almost like a civil war or something like that. Because they they want martial law so that they can't have those elections. Yeah, they can't run
1: on anything. It's getting harder for them to cheat now that so many people are aware and there's other legislation being worked on for that. So I think you're absolutely right that we need to be prepared for there to be efforts to not even have an election.
2: No, I I think that I'm not saying that uh, it will be like an uprising because I know Alex and you guys, and I believe this too, like we want to be peaceful, Mm -hmm. but they're really poking, they're really pushing and I don't know, like, if they start invading, like, with the, you know, how they're weaponizing the IRS and all that. Yeah. If they start raiding people's homes. And I, I always said that because your country has the most guns, uh, that's the greatest thing. That's the greatest protection of freedom because mm-hmm. that's why they won't... uh they can't easily just take over the country like they think they can. And
1: that's why they wanna take the guns, absolutely. Well, um, definitely wouldn't put it past them to try something, but nothing will happen unless Scott allows it to, right? Um, so we just need to be prepared and praying about it.
2: Oh, absolutely. And uh, I just hope things like our country is bad. We have a leader called Justine Castro. Uh, yeah, he's terrible.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: So. I, oh, wish, yeah. I wouldn't wish him on anybody. Oh, gosh, no, not at all. He uh, he is even worse, <laughs> I might, might have to say. Oh, my goodness. Um, will you hang in there in Canada? Thank you for your phone call. going to try and get to some others. Let's go to um, Curtis, uh, also there in Canada. Um, and you wanted to talk about, we, we led with that video about the trans trans agenda. So what do you have to say about that, Curtis? Well,
4: I think... Uh, I've. For starters, I mean it's, it's atrocious what they're doing to our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, my my fourteen uh, year old daughter, um, I think we've kind of worked our way through that turbulence, but she had her own uh, bout with, you know, questioning her her sexuality, gender, whatever, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of atrocious for the age it started. It was about ten,
6: mm-hmm. but
4: um, I think out uh, the the best way around this like like you say, to get get back to God, and I'd like to say thank you to Infowars and you know a lot of you American uh, patriots for kind of showing me that um, you don't you can still be badass and still be a you know a a man of God Mm -hmm. I was chastised with religion when I was younger so I kind of got away from it and kind of left a bad you know bad impression but anyway back on track Um, I think as long as we stick to our fundamentals as parents um, you know we set those good examples and we, uh, we watch Uh, Our kids, and you know, I mean, they they have to go through these uh, these experiences, unfortunately. And uh, as as long as we can kind of keep a a solid uh, basis for them, and then show them love, uh, it'll come around. Uh, They'll come around. I think it's more of a fade in many cases. Mm -hmm. But uh, the awareness up here isn't nearly what you guys have down there. But it's starting, and and a lot of thanks uh that can go to you uh, americans because uh, i mean even some people i know personally that i never have thought in a million years would have woke up of well i
1: mean as far with, as canada goes problem. i know that canada i mean with the truckers there in canada inspired a lot of those in america um i mean it's my funny. my mom was even putting things on her truck uh like support the canadian truckers you know so that was a, a pivotal moment but as far as um your daughter i'm sorry that you experienced that and it's just awful that they've weaponized just general confusion. I mean, how many times were you uh, confused as a kid and me confused, like just general like discomfort in your own skin, and and just it, it's adolescence. I mean, that's normal. And now they've weaponized it into something where like if you're confused or if you're uncomfortable, then you must be in the wrong body. I mean, it's it's just awful what they've done. Well, yeah,
4: there's no tomboys anymore. Yeah. You know, I have to comment on those truckers. I'm actually one of them. Oh, instructor. thank
1: you. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah.
4: yeah, yeah, it's kind of, kind of amazing, the, uh, the effect The it
1: had. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you but, for uh, inspiring thank
4: you. us. Thank you, InfoWars. Uh, I'm actually, it's my first time following. I've been a long time listener.
1: But,
4: awesome. Uh, thank you, are doing your, uh, You guys are on fire. It's my nice stuff, so keep up the good work.
1: Thank you, Curtis. See you back after the break. back to Sunday Night Live here on InfoWars. Christy Lee filling in. So happy to have you all with me. And I'm so happy to see all those phone calls on the board. And I'll be getting back to those um, real shortly. Just wanted to cover a little bit more news. And then we can um, talk about about this stuff. And feel free to call in um, if you're not already on the board. But hang on if you are because I will be going back to them. So I was covering, obviously, this Trump raid news. I mean, it completely flooded the news um, as the big story for the week which when things do that obviously you need to be extra careful to see what else is happening um underneath but uh yeah big story so i have a story uh kind of wrapping all of that up uh that you can find on Band. That Video on my page there um, and then, obviously, more and more keeps on flooding out. Well, as expected, with this Trump raid and their reaction, you know, they're poking their bear, and they want to see a reaction out of us. They want to spark civil war, like the last caller uh, in the previous segment was talking about. They would love any expu- excuse to rationalize this constant attack that patriots are somehow violent extremists, and even to the extent of possibly even declaring martial law and oh oopsie we can't have midterm elections so nothing is off the table so we have seen already some things happen since there today uh i saw this article from the ap police man killed himself after ramming u.s capitol barrier and it then of course it says it comes at a time when law enforcement authorities across the country are facing an increasing number of threats and federal officials have warned about the potential of violent attacks on government buildings since this attack on trump's home uh their the raid if everything's gonna every violence act even if it makes sense or not is going to now be the fault of the fact that uh People are upset that there was this unjustified raid on a former president's home. And so then we also had the situation in Cincinnati, FBI's Cincinnati office, and um, the suspect there was fatally shot. Lots of really weird things with this story as well. It says the suspect was believed to be armed with an AR-15 rifle. Of course, oh, just shockingly, the one that they constantly demonize and are trying to um, act like all uh, of us that... Defend our Second Amendment rights uh, have in our back pocket to, you know, but um, it, but here's the other thing that is weird and a nail gun like what was he doing this suspect going to an F- FBI um, Cincinnati office with a nail gun. It's just weird. It's just strange. So it goes on to talk about Ricky Schaefer 42 of Columbus. And one of the things that it point this article points out is the fact that he was on True Social and um, a staunch defender of Trump, and he was really upset about uh, the FBI raid on Trump, and so this was his his um, revenge, we'll say. But what's what they don't say or I didn't see pointed out. In this, it talks about postings that he had on that day from True Social uh, about his frustration and, and how angry he was, but it didn't seem to point out in this article that this Ricky Schaefer hadn't even joined True Social, according to other reports, until August 1st. So here's this guy that's crazy about Trump and willing to go to a Cincinnati FBI office to raise some issues, is the lighter way to say it. But yet he hadn't even joined True Social until like a week earlier. Something is fishy or it it's seems fishy right. there. Uh, so it it's says right. it says violent rhetoric circulates on the pro-Trump Internet following FBI surge. The suspect was wearing body armor. Okay, so he went to the FBI office with a nail gun and was using that, but couldn't break the glass, but he needed body armor. It's, that's very weird. Um, of course, they were investigating his social media presence. Um, on the social media platform founded by Trump, True Social, an account bearing Schiffer's name made a post Thursday morning that appeared to reference an attempt to storm an FBI office. Then 15 minutes later at 9.29, if you don't hear from me, it is true I tried attacking the FBI, and it will mean either I was taken off the internet, the FBI got me, or they sent the regular cops well, and it says it's unclear whether the user intended to write more as the post stops after well. But again, he was writing these things on True Social, um, this huge Trump fan apparently, but hadn't even joined True Social until August 1st. I mean, it just doesn't really make a lot of sense. And so then you have this other article from Fox 10 Phoenix, armed Trump supporters protest outside of FBI office um, in Phoenix following the Mar-a-Lago Man, that's a hard one to say. Mar-a-Lago probe. Uh, it says signs reading on your oath and abolish FBI were seen outside the office in Phoenix. Several of those were armed with guns. So uh, if we could show some of the pictures that were embedded in this article, it was just strange. It's like everything else that we've seen that we've questioned. So there's that, of course, the Confederate flag, the overalls, like the cartoon character version of what we all look like as violent extremists, And then the other pictures um, of those holding guns, of course, they have their faces covered. Now, typically, if you've ever been to a Trump speech or a Trump rally, how often do you see people's faces covered? How often do you see people wearing masks? But it seems like in every time where people are holding Nazi flags, we saw that in Canada with the trucker uh, situation, The people that were holding Nazi flags were masked, even though they were protesting masks. So again, something's fishy, something's not adding up. It's just like they always go to this cartoon version of us or what they're trying to portray us as. And um, it just, it doesn't sit well. You know, it's that whole discernment thing I was talking about at the beginning. It doesn't (laughs) feel right. So something uh, might be going on there. And then we have Becker News talking about the Biden regime issuing a threat assessment for domestic terrorists acting out against Trump raid at Mar-a-Lago. It says the tip, this is what it says. Today, the FBI and DHS issued a joint intelligence bullet warning of the potential for domestic violent extremists to carry out attacks in reaction to FBI's recent execution of a court authorized, I got to make sure they put that in, a court authorized search warrant. Of course, they're not going to use the word raid in Palm Beach, Florida per internal memo. So um, that breaks that down. In the memo to colleagues, the Joint Intelligence Bulletin predicts an increase in threats of violence, including armed encounters against law enforcement, judiciary, or government personnel. So they're warning us this is gonna happen. So uh, what are they planning or they're working out in the background? Uh, I Can't blame I, us for wondering, it, since um, they have been have caught planting it. evidence, essentially, plan, with the um, um, crossfire hurricane situation and um, with what, what you have seen they happen with Gretchen Whitmer so actually putting Mall, evidence there and then seizing it, it, it's also crazy. And then this article also says the Joint Intelligence Bulletin also references a June 7th National Terrorism Advisory Bulletin warning of of domestic extremists who have expressed grievances to the false perception, love how they always use these these opinion words in what's supposed to be, you know, just um, a bulletin and an intelligence bulletin. I mean, they do this in the news now too. They they predetermine for you what is true or false instead of just laying out the evidence. They say who have expressed grievances to the false perception that the U.S. government is not working to maintain security along the U.S.-Mexico border. And then we have. Um, well, let's take take a look at this false perception we have of the U.S.-Mexico border. Let's take a look at what's happening in Eagle Pass, Texas. There's been a number of videos posted there on just the flood of illegal aliens coming in. You're not supposed to use that word in traditional media. You're supposed to say migrants no matter what, even though migrants means um, something entirely different. We were supposed to say that instead of illegal aliens or immigrants, which is actually the more precise term that this would apply to. But you can see this is what the false perception is. This is what they're calling a false perception of a lack of security at the border. It's unbelievable. And then uh, now I saw this from Town Hall. Texas is taking donations to bus illegals to D.C. and NYC. So um, they have been been calling the bluff and bussing people like, okay, if you think that this is such a great idea, see how you like it, uh, where you live, instead of expecting all of us to deal with it. And that has not gone over so well, but it looks like they're looking for donations now. Um, We know that Mayor Bowser uh, actually asked for the National Guard, which was hilarious because um, she refused the National Guard when it came to January 6th. But now she wants the National Guard to help this illegal alien problem that, oh, you know, now it's a problem because it's in her backyard. And um, Mm -hmm. she did get refused by the Pentagon. So hopefully this will continue to happen. Obviously this is not the best solution. We think that they should just be sent right on back. But as long as we have to deal with this idiocy, Uh, idiocy, we might as well make them deal with it in their own backyard, right? So um, let's go back to your phone calls. I just wanted to get through that. A little bit of a news blitz on the latest with the Trump raid situation. And I will continue to call it a raid because that's exactly what it was so let's go to Tim in California Tim you're on the air
7: afternoon Christy
1: thanks for holding for me Tim
8: good to to have you back on the air thank you um I I just I'm doing backbencher work here I can't really take credit for this I heard this on uh, Mark Levin's podcast on Wednesday and uh it made sense uh, the concept is the plain view doctrine. And in the United States, the plain view doctrine is an exception to the Fourth Amendment warrant requirement that allows an officer to seize evidence and contraband that are found in plain view
5: mm. during
8: a lawful observation. So, hey, you know, I'm in there to find this guy's weed, but instead in the corner there's this big bag of fentanyl I can't just leave and say, well, there's no weed. We got to go. No, actually, now that I see that phenol, I can do something with it. Mm-hmm. The distraction is, is everyone's thinking, even though he returned 15 boxes of stuff and whatever they thought about was in a room and locked and who's going to break into mar lago I mean, for real. Mm-hmm. But r- regardless, uh, the concept now might be that it's not so much they're trying to find something on Trump and they spent 12 hours trying to do that. It, it may be more likely... They needed to go in there and do a little housekeeping. He might have had stuff that they don't want ever to come out. And they knew he might just let it come out. And therefore, we're just going to collect it. And if anyone ever wants to come back and fight and say, no, we want this back. Well, you don't even know what we took. There's no inventory. You just have to remember off the top of your head. and, And, gee, your attorneys weren't really in the room going room to room with us. And that's why we had 12 hours. But in other words... Instead of this narrative being, hey, we got you this time, we're going to find something on Trump this time, it may actually be that they had to do the cleanup work of all the stuff they had done that was going to get them all in trouble should the worm ever turn.
1: It raises a lot of questions because, you know, we definitely think that there are things that he would have wanted to use in the whole Spygate rebuttal and to get them. And you're absolutely right. I I think I've even read that some of the agents that were there um, for this operations were some of the same agents that were um, are being investigated by Durham. I mean, I mean, it's so hard sometimes to sort out the truth between. From the sensationalism, you know, not everything, obviously, that you read that comes from the right side of the news is going to be true either. But um, it raises a, a whole ton of questions. But um, I, I was listening to, you, you know, you said you were listening to Levin. I was listening to um, Uh, someone else and he was just talking about how normally when they do these searches they want to get in and out very quickly and for their probable search warrant they have to be very specific about what it is that they're looking for so why on earth if they were very specific about what they were looking for and where they would be looking for it at, would it take nine and a half hours to do it so I think that um, there was multiple things at play that they were going to go ahead and collect something but they were also going to be like you said looking for other things and they would be able to if they if they accidentally stumbled upon some other crime they would have been able to collect that evidence according you know legally um as well and also like you said a cleanup job very very um very possible that that would happen but gosh you would hope that uh president trump and and so hopefully he doesn't have all swamp creatures around him. Hopefully it'd be something somebody that would, would be able to secure uh, what is extremely important um, that he wouldn't want them to be able to to have back, right?
8: I think the implication is that it's not that you're going to find anything on Trump. It's that there's so much dirt in the government right now, mm-hmm. like the slow walking the Hunter Biden laptop, this sort of thing, that there's just a a lot of things that may have been done. Maybe they're aware that Joe Biden really is compromised criminally. And who knows, this may even go back to uh, Clinton Foundation days when she had her things on just a server in the house with Mm -hmm. uh, Clinton emails at Clinton.com or something crazy like that. Mm -hmm. And and I'm not joking. (laughs) So there, There may be a whole lot of stuff that is just, boy, if we ever found out and i think it's odd too you know you're going to spend uh 80 billion dollars on all these new irs guys to go and, and beat the crap out of all the small people in america mm-hmm. but by the same token you left 80 billion dollars on the ground in afghanistan because you want a photo op on time for your september 11th deadline i did
5: it by the 20th
8: anniversary mm-hmm. and and look at what a mess that made
1: yeah you know,
8: mm-hmm. because now you got the chinese feeling emboldened you got Russia going into you, you see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. So Anyways, many things but, uh, at play. So many things at play. Thank you for pointing that out, Tim, from California, moving on to some other phone calls so I can get some more in uh, junior from New York. Junior, you're on there.
6: Hey, Christy, good job tonight. You're always awesome. Um, thank you for taking over. thank you So I just wanted to, yeah. So I just wanted to say basically how, um, the The left or the Satanists, because it's essentially at the top. It's, <laughs> it's, the, it's the same the thing
1: right now. All of a sudden, right?
6: <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the top, that's what we're talking about. They actually control both parties, the mm-hmm. the, the Democrats and the Republicans. Absolutely, and thank you, you for saying
1: it, that because I'm saying that all the yeah, time. Like, it's all the same.
6: All you gotta do is look at the donors and the, the same people donate to both. They they give their money to both parties. They're they're all they're all members of the Zionist, of the Zionist movement which is a political movement. Um, but that's not even what I want to talk about. David Ike really goes into that in his books, The Answer and the Trigger. All the answers are in there about Trump and why Trump shouldn't be uh, trusted either. What I want yeah. to talk about was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit and how the, the Satanists also work with the Holy Spirit, but they do it in the reverse because according to occult um, teachings, which believe it or not, Christianity was an occult religion before the church which is like the the ancient form of the corporation, the first um, organized religion was the Catholic Church mm-hmm. where they went ahead and they, they said to they removed all the books out of the Bible. It was the Council of Nicaea, the year three twenty six or whatever. They remove all these books out of the Bible um, that really have a more mystical bent on them towards towards religion and, you know, personal it's about personal transformation and discovering the the Christ within, like what Paul says the hope of glory the mm-hmm. christ within but what the ancient church did the 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 corrupt satanic church which is the catholic church mm-hmm. they went ahead and took all those books out of the bible and and put the interpret interpretation out there for people to absorb which was we should understand the bible literally and so what we get now is this watered down interpretation of the bible When really the the teachings of Jesus are ancient teachings that go back before Christianity because Jesus is beyond just the physical. That's why Paul says the hope of glory is the Christ within because we all have Christ within. We need to awaken that force. The Satanists know that the Holy Spirit is essentially sexual energy. That's why Mary is impregnated by the Holy Spirit, which is the angel Gabriel. And if you look at a occult philosophy Gabriel has to do with procreation and 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 blood and and uh, warfare and and all this stuff has to do with the Geburah L which is a Hebrew name of God which is like God of hosts or one of his names in the Bible so they've given us this watered-down version of religion where we're just supposed to think that Jesus is coming to save us he is not there's no Jesus. not not to knock anyone but that's what they gave us because they know that that's the trap religion is the trap we need to save ourselves we we awaken a Christ within like this is why Jesus the Bible the Bible could be broken down into a mystical complete mystical interpretation it's a book of alchemy astrology and and solar re- religion and stellar religion people can deny it all they want look up Jordan Maxwell um, he goes into it the human body Jesus was crucified at the age of 33 because we have 33 vertebrae in our spinal column and when you rise your energy from your bottom chakra all the way to your top, you crucify that energy at the base of your spine, at the 33rd vertebrae, which is actually an anatomy called Golgotha. It means the place of the skull with a Mount of Olives. Those are, those are actually an anatomy terms. And the nerves cross there at the base of your 33rd vertebrae. This is what they don't want us to know. They want you to think that someone's coming in the clouds, just believe believe. And, and then for Catholics, they don't even they, they get the fact that the Pope is the vicar of Christ. They don't even get access to Jesus. It's the Pope. Hmm. But the reality is, we have these powers within us. The Bible is a book of alchemy. And you can look up a book that's called God, man, the word made flesh, if you're interested in, in a deeper interpretation of the Bible, where really our body is like, it's like a, a spaceship you uh, and about your, your interpretation of your dream. I had a similar experience where I was attacked in the internal worlds because these black magicians, this is where they work, the CIA, that movie men staring at goats, that's real. They do astral projection, they do remote viewing, they attack people the same way that um, like moths fly to light, astral parasites fly to people who are awake and who wanna be good people and they suck our energy off. And so when you were praying in the internal worlds, you were actually being attacked and you had your mouth covered. I had a similar thing happen where I was unable to call on Jesus, but I actually saw this demon. And it had, like, a bloodshot face and these, like, really red eyes, like, terrifying stuff. Our world is, we're completely surrounded by astral forces. Like, you've heard other people say we see, like, 0.01% of the magnetic spectrum, and the rest of the stuff is completely invisible. We don't don't see what we're surrounded by. But they are completely surrounding us. So I just feel like the left, the Satanists, they essentially are cultists. There's black, white magic and white magic. The ancient church was a white magic. Like, I believe Jesus was in a scene. He was a he was a, a mystic. He wasn't like... And, and even if, and I personally don't even know if Jesus 100% existed as in that time period because there's plenty of evidence showing that he existed 100 years after. And they actually mentioned him in the Talmud, oh, which right is a now. pedophile book. They actually mentioned Jesus as Jeshua Ben Pandita, which is right. son of a panther. So there
1: is evidence of him being alive,
5: but a hundred years
1: later. So okay. Well, been, Junior, th- No, thank you, to- thank you um, for your phone call. I do want to get to some other phone calls and I let you um, obviously lay out your whole argument because that's what we do here is we are allowed to hear different opinions and allowed to express um, different things because we're not able to obviously do that uh, anymore um, on big tech and big media suppressing everybody. Uh, Let me know what you think about what Junior had to say. For me personally, it sounds like it's mixing a a cult with what I believe, it's too much stuff about magic and, and I mean I stand in the word of God. He says I am the way the truth and the life. No one comes to Father except through me. So um, Junior, sorry but I have a little bit of issue with you saying things like we are the God. It's up to us you know because that's that's not what the word says. This is the word was with God. The word was God so I do believe that, that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life and no one gets to the Father except through him. Um, some of what you're saying I respect because I know that there is a lot of occult we need to be aware of the occult and how it's mixed into everything and, and we need to be aware of the spiritual battle. So I get that part of it. I'm going to disagree on um, so the salvation, which is the big, the big part of it. The salvation, I believe, is through Jesus, not through ourselves. Um, then, it, then you're getting into to secular humanism. But I, again, I allowed you to share your opinion. Let me know what you guys think on that front. Um, I'm going to try and get another phone call in before we go to break. Cashy in Arizona. Cashy?
7: Christy, um, I got to disagree with Junior. Um, tw- I'm 29 years old, so this is the first year that I've uh, heard the Holy Spirit. I was very demonic when I was 18 years old. Mm. I was lured in by the by the demon of drugs, so I was very, very hardcore into drugs. I ripped up my mom's Bible, screaming at her for money. So I'm a very demonic man back in the day. Mm. But over the years, I met my wife. I joined the military. I Cleaned up my life. Still, I did not hear the Holy Spirit. Still, I would say, oh, I don't know about this Holy Spirit stuff. I believe Jesus died for our son. But this year, um it's like that old saying of when you're suffering super deep, and then it's like God, uh, there's like a little hole in the cloud above you, and there's like a little, just little line of light, and you and you hear it for like half a second, and you're like, what was that? What was that? So you keep on praying, you keep on praying, and then you slowly just try to be a better person. I don't believe in that I am God stuff because that's what I believe when I was uh, drawing satanic symbols on my wall. Oh, I'm God. I don't need Jesus.
6: Mm-hmm. Jesus
7: died for my sins. I didn't ask him to do that for me, but I think that's all wrong. And if I, being such a demonic person in the olden days, can hear Jesus Christ speaking to me even through all the bad things I've done, and anybody can, mm-hmm. I want to thank you, Christy. I want to thank Alex Jones, Harrison Smith, Owen, and the crew. Really bringing me towards the light, mm-hmm. including my wife. She's the main reason. But you need positive role models to really pierce that negative energy, that Titanic barrier over your mind, like cleaning a mirror or cleaning a dirty window. Your friends, your family—they help you, and then you help other people.
1: Thank you so much, guys, for joining me for Sunday Night Live. Christy Lee guest hosting this evening, coming off of a, a kind of a interesting phone call there, a junior talking about, you know, um, the Catholic religion is is corrupt, which some of that I might agree with, um, and, you know, that we didn't really get the right messages and everything. Um, and then we were just talking with Cashy, who I'm going to return to um, here in a moment. But, you uh, I just wanted to say again that anyone can call and share their opinion you know no matter what you believe because we are consistent on standing for free speech um and so we'll not just try and shut you down as long as you're using appropriate language then um that's fine you can share whatever you want um interesting phone call like i said with junior some of what he was saying was true and um also i appreciate the awareness of the spiritual side of things the spiritual element and of the occult and um so so I wanted to, get to continue listening, obviously, um, but where I draw the line is um, the denial of Jesus, the denial of the Holy Spirit, pretending that, that we are the Holy Spirit. Um, that's, that's just straight up wrong. Um, we have the Word of God. The Word of God is God. J- Jesus is the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. So we understand Jesus to be God. Um, and... Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to, to not say something when you're attacking the fundamental of salvation. The fundamental is he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. And so we need to continue to boldly stand on that truth. And that is where I'm going to draw the line. So Ka- uh, Ka- Kashi, I'm so- I hope I'm saying your name right. Is it Kashi from Arizona?
4: Kashi from Arizona.
1: Okay, thank you. All right, I'm sorry, Kashi. What you were saying was so good, and then we went to break. So um, hopefully you can pick back up and, and kind of uh, go again.
7: So the guy, um, he was saying astral projection. I don't know if there's actually people astral projecting and trying to attack Christy, but if there is, I will, I will be praying regardless. Um, one of the main things that woke me up to allow me to hear the Holy Spirit is just trying to be Christ-like throughout my day. Mm-hmm. and a lot of people say that as like a selfish thing is what I used to think but when you actually start to like in your mind and not correct you're actually thinking trying to be Christ-like and then it really cures all your pain like I don't know just 2022 ever since 2020 um my sister's life was ruined uh, my life was ruined just a lot of things I'm sure everybody's life <laughs> including yours just. Be. everything was turned around
1: upended around for sure right
7: <laughs> oh yeah and then I was just slowly suffering more and more every day, insomnia and just sitting there alone and praying to Jesus Christ. And it will cure you. Like it was amazing, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I get, I would. I think that's why God really put me through like the, the fire mm-hmm. because I was never really into drugs when I was younger, but succubus, the, the woman that I wanted, she was into drugs. I was 17, 18 mm-hmm. and I just got lured into the trap our horrific Bible started to be a very demonic person, and even I can recover. I just want to thank you, Christy. Um, uh, I'll be praying for you.
1: Thank you so much, Kashi, and I think that you you brought up such a good point, that the Bible promises over and over again that if you seek Him, you will find Him. Seek Him with all your heart, and you will find Him. So, um, Junior, if you are so sure and what you believe about this mixing of the call into the Christianity thing, then Keep an open mind, seek him with all your heart and and put it to the test. That is something that you can do with God as you are allowed to put him to the test. Put it to the test, seek him, pray for discernment, which is what I led with today with the verse of the day was all about discernment. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even into the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. From Hebrews 4:12, we can pray for discernment. We can keep an open mind, but also recognize that Satan has come to steal, kill, and destroy. And one of his greatest tactics is to make a mockery of the Word of God, to make a mockery of Christianity. And so sometimes, in making and a mockery, you're you're mixing in some things that sound good because some of what Junior said was was very good, um, but it's polluting the true meaning of Christ and the true way to salvation. So uh, pray for discernment, seek him and, and put him to the test. If you seek the truth, you will find it in this um, in this case. Thank you again, Kashi for your phone call. I am going to get back to some um, other phone calls, but I want to give an opportunity for some other uh, people to go ahead and call in on any of the subjects that we've talked about today, where we've been talking about the Trump raid, we've been talking about spirituality, um, but go ahead and call one 789 2539 This show is
0: pre-recorded, so please do not call that number.
1: Speaking of discernment and, and somebody that has seemed to be able to predict what's going on long before uh, it even happens it has been Ron Paul. I know he is responsible for waking a lot of people up. There were a lot of young people that really liked Ron Paul's message, um, this message of, of, of liberty and, and libertarian, um, and I think has kind of really united a lot of people that might have been on opposite sides of the fence. But um, Ron Paul was warning about the danger of the FBI for a long time, even back in 1988. And so here's a clip of what he had to say about the FBI. You know,
9: most of our history, we didn't, didn't have those institutions. The FBI came in uh, during the First World War. And interestingly enough, the one thing that Woodrow Wilson did, he used the FBI to spy on American citizens and actually arrest them if they disagreed with his foreign policy about going to war in Europe. And isn't it interesting how recent they used it in the Vietnam era? Democrats used the Air Republicans used the FBI to spy on a hundred different groups in this country, including the churches, who disagree with the policy in Central America. It almost looks like the FBI was designed to spy on Americans who might be disagreeing uh with policy, especially the foreign policy. So the FBI, although I don't think I could condemn everything they've ever done, because I'm sure uh some of the investigations and investigation of crime uh has been beneficial, but that could be accomplished. From justice department within our states we wouldn't reject that uh, portion of it but i think this, the fbi has uh, kept and continues to keep a lot of records on a lot of individuals the cia has only been here since 1947 their record is lousy i mean just think of the cia used by the democratic uh, administration to.
1: man what a different world we be living in if Ron Paul would have been able to actually um, get the nomination and get get the presidency right. Uh, Who knows what what little games were played to suppress Ron Paul as well. But um, he is just spot on with COVID, spot on with what's happening now. He was spot on with the FBI. Uh, let me know what you think about Ron Paul. I think he is great. <laughs> um, but at the beginning of the show, I, I, I shared about a dream I had and was asking like, hey, do you have an interpretation for me? It was basically, long story short, I was being spiritually attacked in a dream and I was able to call out the name of Jesus and, and um, Find the peace again. And at the end of my dream, I was trying, I saw that I saw and felt the spiritual forces, and and I was physically terrified, like in my dream. And my mouth was like sewn shut. I couldn't, I couldn't actually use my voice to say in the name of jesus depart from me with the authority that jesus has given me i wasn't able to say it because for whatever reason my mouth was like tape shut um sewn shut i could not open my mouth and so i was ending up screaming in, inside of my, my my head uh you know holy spirit intervene i i can't use my mouth to to use your name um and i woke up like terrified so um someone has called in to explain this to me and this is greg from california greg you're in the air
5: I'm so, okay, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay, great. I am so grateful that God has given you such good discernment, and uh, Kashi as well. So anyway, um, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to guess you're not extraordinarily familiar with the book of Ezekiel.
1: Man, I could That's be a, a lot more familiar with a lot of things, Greg.
5: <laughs> no, no, this is not a put-down, this is not a put-down. No, this, I mean, I'm this, putting this, myself this down. Actually, I could
1: always learn more, but go ahead.
5: Okay. Uh, because what I have for you, um, and you should be really excited that uh, God gave you a message that basically reflects, conversation that he had with Ezekiel. I mean, how exciting is that? Hmm. And uh, we could go to Ezekiel 3 uh, verse 24 to the end um, of chapter 3 24 to 27 if you want me to read it, I will. Yeah, please do. Okay. Um, By the way, Ezekiel is a heavy, heavy, heavy prophetic book. It (laughs) It takes a lot to get through it, but um, God is telling Ezekiel to stand up and prophesy to uh, people who have been completely rebellious to him uh, in many instances for their entire lives. And anyway, so I'll start in verse 24. The spirit then entered me being Ezekiel And made me stand on my feet. And he spoke with me and said to me, Go shut yourself up in your house. As for you, son of man, they will put ropes on you and bind you with them so that you cannot go out among them. Moreover, I will make your tongue stick to the roof of your mouth so that you will be mute and cannot be a man who rebukes them for they are a rebellious house.
1: Wow, that just gave me the chills. That's so crazy. That's crazy. Go ahead. One more verse. One more verse.
5: But when I speak to you, I will open your mouth and you will say to them, Thus says the Lord God, He who hears,